Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of PWC Connections, the podcast. <laughs> We're back in the bucket. I'll be one of your hosts. My name is Lamont Henson, and joining me is... I'm Courtney Lucas. Courtney's back. I'm back. I, I've missed the last two or three shows, so I'm very excited to be back in the bucket. We're excited to have you back. I'm sure the listeners are excited to have you back. Aww. We're starting off the month of July, and we have a very exciting guest and topic. Do you want to introduce the guest? I do. So joining us in the bucket is Miss Rhonda Locklear. Uh Hey, Ah. folks. What's going on, Rhonda? Busy, man. (laughs) Tell me about it. People may know Rhonda because she has appeared on our TV show Mm -hmm. um, that is on our YouTube channel, and she has a lot of views. Not too far. A couple months back, (laughs) we were talking about infrastructure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So today we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the drought, drought conditions, water treatment, uh, you know, some concerns the public may have. We're going to try to talk, tackle those and, uh, you know, get to know Rhonda and the things that she does here for PWC. Uh, and that's where we're going to start. Uh, Rhonda, if you would tell us your title and how long you've been with PWC and kind of what you do on a day to day. My title is Water Resources Environmental Programs Manager. I've been here for seven years now. Okay. Great organization to work for, and I have recently been promoted to the manager's position for about eight months. Wow. Wow. So yes. it's still kind of a new role for you. New and busy. It's a good thing. Engaged. Yeah. I, I can understand <laughs> that. Now, what are some of the things that that encompasses? Like, that's a very long title. How have you been staying busy these past eight months? Well, we are looking at emerging contaminants. Hmm. And so part of that is the 1,4-doxine and those forever chemicals, PFAS. So we're busy looking at those right. and in um, coalition meetings. Okay. We're other shareholders that are looking at the pollutants and who are discharging and things that we can do to improve those. Okay. So how does that work? I know the 1,4-doxine, that's... Uh, something that's in the media a little bit more, I guess, than some of the other contaminants. So what are some of the processes to, to keep the, the monitoring going? Well, we monitor um, monthly okay. for some of the emerging contaminants, especially the one for doxing. Mm. And so we're looking at um, the Cape Fear River and what we're taking in at Hoffer Intake and what is going out of the Hoffer out into our customers at the tap. Right. So that's one way we are monitoring it. And um, it's not something that there is being produced at the water treatment plants. It's coming from dischargers upstream, industrial dischargers upstream. Mm. So we're also participating in that way, looking at coalitions and shareholders and forming um, groups that we are trying to go to the state, our state regulators, and get them to enforce stronger requirements mm. of the dischargers being able to um, discharge one for doxing. Right. That would help make it less work on us. Yes. If we're not producing it, there's really nothing we can do about it other than put in very expensive treatment that we don't need to do. It needs to be attacked at the source, right. which would be those industrial dischargers. Yeah. Now, slight shift. Uh, we talk about uh, the watering schedule and rain sensor, and July is actually irrigation month, smart irrigation month, believe it or not. How are the conditions right now? Uh, are, are we in good conditions? Is it uh, one too wet, too dry? What would How would you describe it? Well, actually, we were in a moderate drought, but now we're back down to abnormally dry. Mm. So we got some rain. Um, 
which is really weird to be talking about drought when we were just talking about such a wet 2020. Mm -hmm. Right. So we had abnormal rain in 2020. There was 30 storms. And so that carried over into 2021, first quarter. We still had five and six inches of rain a month, which is a lot of rain. So the groundwater was saturated. We got into the growing season and uh, not much precipitation. So we got abnormally dry about May, June. Well, maybe about May, mid-May, we were in moderate drought. So that was voluntary things that we normally, conservation things, use water wisely and things like that. So now we got, we're back down to abnormally dry. How do we monitor the water system? How do you know we're abnormally dry? Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, NC Drought Monitoring Advisory, they're the ones that puts out the drought conditions. And NCDNR also monitors that. So every public water uh, system is connected with NCDNR because they're our regulators. So we report what water usage we have, and we were doing that on a weekly basis. Okay. Normally, all that water usage monitoring goes in on a monthly basis, but during drought conditions, they obviously want it more frequently, so we were uh, giving that to them on a weekly basis. Okay. And uh, I'm sorry, Lamont, I didn't mean to. You were about to say something Go very profound, I'm sure. But ladies <laughs> first. <laughs> what about um, at the plants, though? Can't we see levels? Yes. Um, they look daily at rain rainfall, so they record that on a daily basis. We also go to um, the U.S. Uh, GS stream stats, excuse me, and we look at that so we know what the Cape Fear River flow is and what the release is at Jordan Lake. So they're monitoring that, recording that daily. Okay, daily at the Jordan Lake, which is up near Raleigh. Yes, that's upstream where they would release uh, from water from the dam comes down to Cape Fear Valley, Cape Fear. Now, I, I got a quick question. Uh, you know, we're talking about our summer interns. It's the summertime. Education-wise, how did you even get in? This sounds like such a, you got to be a genius profession. You have to be a super scientist or to, something. To, to understand the numbers and, and, and what you're actually monitoring and what you need to be monitoring. I, I definitely think you need to know some science, which eliminates me. <laughs> well, yeah, we do a whole lot of monitoring here at PwC on our water quality monitoring, um, and the and the state under the Safe Drinking Water Act puts out requirements that our public water systems have to follow. Mm-hmm. Their state and federal guidelines under Safe Water uh, Drinking Act. So that is a lot of what we do. So right. we're doing uh, SOCs, VOCs. We're doing disinfe- disinfection byproducts. We're testing for. Um, of course, bacterial uh, things we're looking for that make sure that we are disinfecting properly, that we are delivering good quality water, and we're meeting all the state and federal requirements, which we do routinely every and year. What are those acronyms? What are those? What does that stand for? SOV. So, uh, SOC is uh, synthetic organic compounds, and we also look for the emerging compounds. Those are um, unreal unregulated compounds we do like every five years so those will be coming up shortly um emerging compounds are the PFAS those forever chemicals that are out there that are being put in firefighting foam they're in water repellent material they're also in um cooking material Mm -hmm. uh non-stick material Mm -hmm. so 
they get into the water, they get in the atmosphere that way, and they're cancer causing. So we also monitored those type of things. Bromines would be a, another thing. It's a salt, but when you compare them with disinfection byproducts, um, you can get some cancer causing agents again. Now you say you've been in this role for eight months. What were you doing prior? Prior to that, I was your chemist here at PwC. Ah, it all makes sense now. Yeah, so you, we, I come from a long line of uh, water testing for you know, 25 years. I've been in the water industry, so you learn a lot of regulations. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot of the chemistry and also a lot of the treatment processes. And that's another thing PwC does well as a multi-barrier approach to water protection. They're also looking at water treatment. We have conventional water treatment plants, and they coagulate um, constituents. They filter them, settle them. Mm-hmm. And so we're also looking at, as far as water treatment, enhancing that with um, GAC which is um, carbonation, um, carbon filters, granulated activated carbon. So it also acts as another filter that we're actually piloting at Hoffer treatment plant. Okay. Okay. Now, since you've been in this role, what, what would you say has been one of the most challenging situations you've had to deal with? I would say the most uh, challenging is the emerging compounds because they're new. They're, uh, EPA is looking at them. They're, they've got health advisories out, but you're looking, the researchers are still researching it. It's new. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting, but also frustrating because they're looking at new technologies to test it in, you know, parts per billion or parts per trillion, really low levels. Um, so that's interesting and also can be a little frustrating at times. But um, I would say that would be the major ones. Uh, learning about all the research here, all the North Carolina is the leading uh, network in PFAS, those mm-hmm. forever chemicals. So it's just research is continually coming out. We're also participating in shareholder groups that um, support research here in North Carolina that leads to technology that's being um, proposed to treat this. Now, do you have any advice or is there anything our customers could do to help the the water system or to uh, not misuse it? Is there any advice you would have in that area? Yes. In the water industry, we like the term water use it wisely because mm-hmm. you know we only got what good lord gave us and it's a finite were, amount yes there's not going to be any more made so everybody can do things that does not cost money we can take shorter showers we can look for leaks and we can repair those leaks and um yeah my kids are very fond of taking you know 20 minute baths <laughs> uh, so we can cut that down a little bit use that water rise wisely instead of wasting it we can reuse it to water our plants indoor or outdoor and then you know we all like to look at nice plants or at least us ladies do i do uh, <laughs> so we like to look at those nice plants and flowers especially on a, a summer evening and so one of the things we could do is, is choose species of plants that are um, native to the area and they're a little bit more drought um, friendly friendly there you go Courtney so um, what would you say to customers who have irrigation systems and they aren't aware of when they should and shouldn't use them can you give us some tips on how to use that water wisely on the irrigation side well one of the things I would say make sure 
if you have irrigation, that you have your backflow preventer uh, tested annually and that you're protecting the water source. And then the other thing I would say is to make sure that you have it timed accordingly. You, you know, water early in the morning mm-hmm. or late in the evening so that you don't, so we don't want to use, lose a lot of our water to evaporation in the heat of the day. Okay. Okay. And now is probably a great time to mention our annual rain sensor incentive program. Uh, Now until the end of September, if you have an irrigation system, you are eligible to um, get up to $50 in the form of a bill credit if you don't have a rain sensor already installed. And those devices are really cool because they prevent your irrigation system from coming on when they detect rain. So you'll save some water, you'll save some money. Yes, money's saving money is always good. And also, Courtney, it does another great thing is that when we can reduce our peak um, water usage, that prevents us from uh, expanding water treatment plants mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Which ultimately saves the customer money. Oh, yes. Ultimately saves everybody money. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> now, if I'm a young listener, how did how, how do I get to your, your title or how can I get into that role? What was your, your track? education and science Mm. i love science um always interested in science so i would say get involved early in your science programs whether that be chemistry uh now you have a lot of environmental programs um you can also look at the engineering side and you should pick up a lot of that area and then you just start concentrating once you get a science background then there's also water treatment collection, distribution, those are state programs that you can also enroll in at community colleges or now everything is virtual as well. Right. So is it like you're always... You are always learning. Always learning. So you are a good learner. Yeah, because things are changing. It's always going to change. It's water. It's always... uh, Regulations are changing. The technology is changing. Research, um, equipment. So it's always changing and you have to learn and move with well, before we wrap it up, I definitely want to give uh, a shout out or, or kudos. Uh, a few weeks back, Rhonda had to deliver a presentation uh, to our board, and she did such a great job of setting the scene and describing how we would have to respond if there was a water contamination situation that uh, some of the people in the meeting thought it was a real situation about to happen. <laughs> and this is what we were going to get ready to roll out to everybody. So, uh great job uh you it was yeah. you really got people involved including one of our commissioners uh you had everyone closing their eyes we went along for the ride that was a great job good yeah our water's in good shape um yeah so, <laughs> so we, we're prepared we have a plan if we, if we do have an event so that's a very important thing that we were able to run through yeah. table topics shows. well i think we're getting ready to park this bucket and uh let you off Rhonda. thank you so much for joining us here in the bucket for this episode Uh, all the great information uh your time and if you need to find out more information you can visit our youtube channel for sure f-a-y-p-w-c also follow us on our social media platforms uh facebook instagram twitter uh linkedin next door it's all f-a-y-p-w-c Please continue to listen to PwC Connections wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google, 
We're on all of those platforms. So please continue to check in. Uh, Courtney, you got anything for the listeners? I just want to point them to our YouTube channel so that they can learn more about um, infrastructure Mm -hmm. and hear more from Rhonda. Um, That video was, like you said, about two months back or so. Mm -hmm. So um, you may have to scroll a little bit, but definitely go watch that and um, hear more from Miss Rhonda. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of PwC Connections. We will see you next time. Bye. Everybody have a safe fourth.